the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. People come to the show and people leave the show. This is what it is, and uh, it's a knockoff of uh, Paul Harvey's So God Made a Farmer. Um, but this is Donald Trump as the subject, and it is messianic. And if you listen to those first lines where, on June the 14th, 1946, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So God sent us Trump. And on June 14, 1946, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So God gave us Trump. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, fix this country, work all day, fight the Marxists, eat supper, then go to the Oval Office and stay past midnight at a meeting of the heads of state. So God made Trump. I need somebody with arms, strong enough to rustle the deep state, and yet gentle enough to deliver his own grandchild. Somebody to ruffle the feathers, tame cantankerous World Economic Forum, come home hungry, have to wait until the first lady is done with lunch with friends, then tell the ladies to be sure and come back real soon, and mean it. So God gave us Trump. I need somebody who can shape an axe, but wield a sword, who had the courage to step foot in North Korea, who can make money from the tar of the sand, turn liquid to gold, who understands the difference between tariffs and inflation, will finish his 40-hour week by Tuesday noon, but then put in another 72 hours. So God made Trump. God had to have somebody willing to go into the den of vipers, call out the fake news for their tongues as sharp as a serpent's. The poison of vipers is on their lips, and yet stop. So God made Trump. God said, I need somebody who will be strong and courageous, who will not be afraid or terrified of the wolves when they attack, a man who cares for the flock, a shepherd to mankind who won't ever leave nor forsake them. I need the most diligent worker to follow the path and remain strong in faith and know the belief of God and country, somebody who's willing to drill, bring back manufacturing and American jobs, farm the lands, secure our borders, build our military, fight the system all day, and finish a hard week's work by attending church on Sunday. And then his oldest son turns and says, Dad, let's make America great again. Dad, let's build back a country to be the envy of the world again. So God made Trump. And with that, good morning, everyone. 710 KNUS. I'm Peter Boyles, 303-696-1971. We'll go to the phones. This is Janine. You're on a radio show. Good morning. Thank you. Uh, Good morning, Peter. Um, With this migrant surge, I'm kind of concerned about the health statuses of some of these migrants. Agreed. Or did we stop caring about that? No, there's been renewal of things that haven't been seen in this country for quite a while. This is from my reading, but polio, all kinds of different things that haven't been seen, really are seen again. 
Well, who's supposed to be overseeing that? Is it the CDPHE or... I don't know. A federal people? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things that are contagious. Yeah. I mean, it's once again unabated. Uh, the borders are people streaming across and bringing oh, everything, including fentanyl. Well, I would like to think that we're going to have a huge expansion of the economy. <laughs> well, you know, I have a friend who's a wise guy that says for every busload of uh, illegals that come in, we should load a bus up full of, you know, of homeless and send it back and just trade uh, people for people. We're, we're asking well, for... Well, Mexico wouldn't want our... No. And, and they, wouldn't, no. they wouldn't last 30 seconds in Mexico because no one takes care of them. One of the things about that economy, if you're... Or the way that state operates, look, what this man is doing, this mayor, is... I mean, not, not only is it this terrible disservice to the taxpayers of Denver or the people who live here, it's also an enormous dis- it's you're killing these people on the installment plan they are committing suicide by, by the hour and all this man can do is find places for people to live they're not going to get sober they're not going to go to work they're not going to get well they have there's no there's no reason uh to make it i got a question sure how is it that the mayor can just outplace people in other cities that aren't yeah. necessarily sh- once again, well, look at well because they just, they get them here, and the same thing is true. Who is it that's sending? It's uh, DeSantis that's sending people up north on buses. Uh, I think that's I think that's really. By the way, I think it's very cool to do that. But um, what I'm saying, you know, the, what you're saying is true. It's so, and it may be one of the many different. Uh, right now in this country, everybody. I shouldn't say everybody. Many people are angry about what is being allowed to happen. And I don't know what's going to happen in November. I, I, have, a, I have a sneaking suspicion that, that Joe Biden's going to Lyndon Johnson. He's going to get himself out of this. He almost has to. He, I can't imagine Joe Biden doing a debate. I just can't. And yet yeah. I think that, that but his team could say he's not going to debate, especially if it's Trump. Or whomever it's going to be, who who knows? Maybe that maybe that won't happen either. It's one of the. I actually wrote it down as a as a question this morning, but the show's taken off on its own. What if the what if the court does say that Colorado is correct? And who knows? They're no. all just figureheads. <laughs> well, but what if the Trump? What if the what the court says that? And I don't think the court will, and I hope the court doesn't. But if they said yeah, and then four or five states. Say okay, we're going to keep Donald Trump off. Oh my, what a what a problem you're looking for then. Take care okay, of yourself. That's all I have, all right, Peter. Man, thank you. Thanks. All right, we go to Mike. Mike, you're on the radio show. Good morning. Thank you. Hi, Peter. Good morning. Hey, man. Good morning to you. Um, hey, I just wanted to, I guess, chime in again on uh, your current topic. Um, I well, okay. First of all, the messianic video or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I that you know who would believe? Well, first of all, we've talked about this before. 
you can't believe a word any of these people say anymore. So why would anybody take that stuff well, seriously? But I, I can read you a whole wall that's gone on since nine o'clock this morning. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. I believe you. Right. Okay, so it's term for me. Right. It's not what they say, it's what they do. I've never voted for Trump. I'm a libertarian by nature. I'm inclined to vote for him this time because he did fix the damn border situation. He's got a record. I don't care what he says. Otherwise, I think he'll do something and fix that again. Well, it's going to come down to things like that. What are what are I don't see a personal belief. Neither one of them conceivably would be there or could be there. Now, it's 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 not it's not that long of a way off. And I every day expect Joe Biden to pull a Lyndon Johnson. If you're old enough, and I think you are, when Lyndon yeah. Johnson goes on TV and says, I'm not going to run. Calvin Coolidge did it, too. I'm not going to run. Uh, Harry Truman chose not to run. And um, you got to believe the heat's on Biden. Can you imagine Biden actually doing a debate? No, I can't imagine him doing even a couple more years of what he's been doing. And he wants you to get, know, he, a walking shell. And he has to get rid of Kamala. He has to get rid of her. Well, you know, the, the, the current Democratic Party will do anything. Hmm? Expect anything. They, they could get rid of both of them quickly and put Michelle Obama up there. She doesn't want whoever. It. I mean, she has said yeah. again and again and again. She, I take her at her word. I mean, if she wanted it, it would be hers. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm with you. I think they're going to get rid of Biden eventually, but they're going to pull uh, some rabbit out of the hat. And I don't think Trump has the voters, no. the numbers behind him to no. win again. No. And so we're going to get stuck with, you know, a continuation of where we're at. And I'm not so sure we can continue on with where we're at. Well, re- remember that, and this is from reading, um, People so disliked Hillary Clinton that they voted for Donald Trump. People so disliked Donald Trump that they voted for this great sadness of Joe Biden. And look, these people aren't fools. And they they know, I mean, if some idiot talk show host can figure out that this guy cannot go out and do three debates. He he couldn't do do 15 minutes. Um, I watched him speak at Gettysburg. I think they'd tune him up, send him out there, and who knows. But uh, and, and and what a terrible place for this country to be between these two people in this time. Well, it it, tr- it truly is, and uh, you know, compliments to you, by the way. You, you and Tancredo and other oh. people have been talking about this border problem since the '80s, at least. Well, I followed it. You know, I get progressively more agitated. It, now I'm at. Peak agitation level where we're have you, at. Have you been downtown? Have you been on Spear and Zunai or Spear and any of those cross streets? Have you done that? Um, not not there. I've actually experienced some of that in Aurora. Uh, you okay. know, I by the way, I worked I worked twenty five years downtown. Okay, I you know left a couple years ago. I will not go back down there. Okay. Um, it's amazing. It's uh, well, it you know I watch. The news accounts, the Spear and Zunai mm-hmm. camp, I saw all that. Um, they're, they're dropping off people to the tune of, you know, 100 buses a month sure. now. Uh, you know, hey, where's the money coming from? Right. And if, you you, know, if, if you remember, I was having this conversation the other night when the Mario Listas came and the Mario boat lift, and they did it to Jimmy yeah. Carter. Fidel Castro emptied out his penitentiaries, his mental hospitals, his holes. Yep. 
He and they sent all, and that was that was Jimmy Carter, and they sent, I mean, all kinds of. Well, it, when people see that movie Scarface with Al Pacino, he's a Mariel. He's he, he's you know, and they just boat they just unloaded everybody out of the out of their penitentiaries, out of their hospitals, and put them into Florida. And I got a sneaking feeling that these. Latin America and Central America and Mexico, they're unloading right now on on this country. And there it is. Yeah, I um yeah, I don't know the numbers of that uh, that that boat lift operation there, but it's nowhere close to oh, what's no. going on oh, right no, now, no, which no, is not scary. Even, not even close. I mean, the Mariel, absolutely frightening. Yeah, the Mariel boat boat lift only lasted I think a week, perhaps maybe a little more, but not much. The, um, if we had the political will, we could stop this well, also, tomorrow. Also, remember one of the one of the forces behind this is the National Chamber of Commerce, which is yeah. dominated by the Republican Party, or at least Republicans, who they want this cheap labor. I mean, the yep. dem- the Democrats yep. will grow their party. There's all kinds of ethnicities involved in this. There's all kinds of different pressures. But one of the pressure groups is the C of C, and they want dirt cheap labor. And it goes back. It was one of the critiques. And Tancredo taught me that. Tancredo said in opposition, there was the, um, the, the, the national, not, not local chambers, but the national chamber. It's in D.C. So, um, well, it, you know, the country. No, no, I'm. I'm with you totally. I, uh, you know, as a libertarian leaning person, I should I think there should be a way for labor to move where it's needed, even if it's across borders. But you can't like Friedman, Milton Friedman says, Mm -hmm. you can't have uh, an open border and a welfare state combined at the same time. You can't afford it. So we've got to have if we need labor. We've got to have something like a Braceros program mm-hmm. that Eisenhower had, mm-hmm. um, where these people, you know, can come in, do their work. They're they're knowing who they are. This this is insanity what we're doing now, and I can't believe that we're doing this to ourselves. Well, I, if, if, when you read the history of the uh, of of the uh, of the movement to uh, to unionize in California, uh-huh. that 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 Ronald Reagan broke that union, and he should have never done that, but he was. So pressured by Bud Antel and Iceberg and the big growers, but yeah. when you read the history of those the people that were trying to build the union, uh, farm workers, they they carried as people said a pocket full of dimes, and when they saw illegals, they ran to the payphones and they called. It wasn't ICE then, but they called, and they would in essence what well, they'd say rat out. But they're they they did not want the illegals there because the illegals were acting as scabs. They were breaking the union. And so it's always funny to me when I see that flag of, uh, of the farm workers being marched down the street with a group of illegals. That wasn't what that plan was. And they used the illegals to break the union. So the farm workers union was really anti-illegals. Um, well, oh yeah, and you know, y- you are absolutely right about this uh, cheap labor driving down wages. Oh, sure. um, it's it's so crazy. I've got one one of my sons works in, uh, we'll call it low voltage electric, where you know, installing data cabling and working in buildings and everything. Uh, but they're mainly government contracts. 
bases, city and county of Denver. Seven mm. Venezuelans have showed up sure. in the last six months and are now working. Sure. They can't speak English, Pete. They no. have to have a translator accompanying them. Yeah, sure. They got jobs out of the blue. Um, once again, um, when when this is allowed, all will be allowed. There 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 are, wow. there, there are no longer any any frames on any of this. It's and no. if you see devastate, I mean, all empires fail. It's it's one of the great lessons of history, and th- this is one of the ver- variables in, in 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 failing empires. They also ceaseless, endless wars. And boy, I tell you what, the more I read about Biden's policies right now in the Middle East, that's even more frightening. That's a tripwire that's bound to happen and go bad. Strikes are in Lebanon now. Strikes are in Syria. This is this is going to jam. This is going to jam up. On, oh, they're back in Iraq. Uh, this is going to jam red, up. The Red Sea. They got the stuff going on in you the bet. Red Sea now. You, you bet. Know, shipping. What, um, what business? What business does this country have? Um, it's well, you know. I, I guess to throw out a little hope. Um, I, I'm reading again uh, Samuel Huntington's uh, Clash sure, of Civilizations, sure, sure. and so we're talking. We're talking here that a deterioration of well, Western civilization, as far as I'm concerned, not just the U.S., but we're the leader of the Western civilization. Um, it took us 400 years to get to this point of dominance. We've probably been declining since the 80s, yeah. I would guess. It's going to take a long time to fall completely. Well, we still have a chance to turn this doggone thing around and it's, revitalize. I, I'm, there's three books I'm reading right now. I'm reading Flyboy. Right. I'm reading Flyboys, which I recommend to everybody. And I'm reading, um, actually, I'm reading this new Farrell's book on Nixon, and I'm reading a, a, a book about Drew Pearson, the columnist about Drew Pearson. Oh, okay. And, and we're all kind of talking about much the same stuff. And this is when I'm as far in the in Nixon book as Alger Hiss, and I'm as, I'm as far in the Drew Pearson book as, you know, Nixon's arrival and all these kinds of things. And you get mixed bags on this stuff. But um, we we stand at a, at a precipice right now. We're, we're at a crossroads. And history does teach these lessons that – we're standing right now, like you know, at, at the crossroads. And what's going to happen? I I, I can't well, guess. You know, it, it, one quick point too. Sure, is, I gotta go. To me, it doesn't matter if Trump gets elected because mm. what's going to happen is there's still going to be at least half the country adamantly against him, and they're going to be working mm. towards the next election. So the poll, mm. the poll, if it, even if it does swing over towards the Trump side. It's going to swing right back to the, the other side four years from now. We're just well, going to keep oscillating back and forth. Yes and no, because the country, one of the one of the most profound moments in our nation's history, at least in my reading, it was when Ronald Reagan wins. And then it comes to uh, Herbert Walker Bush. Well, every everybody, people believed that Herbert Walker was going to be the third term of Ronald Reagan. Surprise. So... I, Reagan, to me, was this last great moment of this country. We need this guy, man or woman, like a Reagan, to step up, to be really presidential, uh, to be, to have that that era about him, that way of talking, that way of making sense that is so lacking right now. It's gone. Great call. Okay. Take Th- care. Thanks, man. 303. Six nine six nineteen seventy one. I got my cold from skiing, but I got new goggles. <laughs> Ski season is in full swing. Winter Park caught a ton of snow. Snow's good. 
And what means it's time, and we were at Larson Ski and Sport. Uh, Alan Samuel went with me. We went over and we're, I looked, at, looked at goggles, hung out with Jack Marriott and Paul and everybody at Larson's. These are good, good people. Seven days a week, again, with your kids and grandkids, rent. Uh, they're going to be, feet are going to be bigger next year. And you know that. Do rentals. If you want to rent snowboards, if you want to test drive, you want to demo some skis, cross-country skis, they have great warm clothes, gloves, heaters, whatever you need, whatever you want. Our friends at Larson Ski and Sport take the time to get to know you, get to know your family, match it with all the right things, right brands, so you can enjoy your time on the hill. Larson's so convenient, you can stop on the way up the hill or stop on the way home. Easy to find. Westbound on I-70, you get off on the Kipling exit, come down the ramp, then you make a left, you come under, underneath I-70, come out the other side, look to the right. You see the Crab Shack, and then right next to that, a big wooden building. Seven days a week, Larson Ski and Sport. Coming home, same way, just get off on the Kipling, Kipling exit and stay to your right. John and the guys at Larson's are absolutely experts at everything you need for winter sports. Stop in today, tell them I sent you. Larson Ski and Sports, South of I-70 on Kipling, seven days a week, 303-423-0654, The web is larsonsport.com. Take a break, Lou. All right, let's turn it around. Looking down at the phones, everything's wide open. I think that's the first time since we started this pooch at 9 o'clock. So if you're trying to call and got busied out, 303-696-1971 lines are open. It's going to be 41 for a high today, and then here comes, they think, some snow. We'll see what happens. they got snow in the high country. A lot of text messaging we can get to, but for the first time, I looked on, and Luis said, take a look, and um, it's empty. It was a Rorschach test this morning, and playing that audio of uh, Donald Trump, God sent us Donald Trump. People are reacting really, some of the stuff that was said. And it's interesting that people can get that emotional about it. Um, I'm going to read this one about Reagan here in a second. But first of all, the Black Eyed Pea, our guys, locally owned and operated. Steve and Michelle, I love the joints, the eight locations. Make sure the one near you, uh, the one in Castle Rock has breakfast. We've ridden motorcycles there to breakfast and Homestyle cooking, really worth going out for. The last time we took the family to eat at the Black Eyed Pea. Everything is made from scratch. Roast turkey breast dinners and, mo- and mom's meatloaf and delicious salmon. And how about homemade soups? Great salads, delicious mashed potatoes. They got daily specials. They got senior discounts. And save room for dessert, the Black Eyed Pea. They have the Mile High One Pound Chocolate Cake. Absolutely incredible. Make your own dinner parties and rehearsal dinners, wedding receptions. A company event, make it all special with a Black Eyed Pea. No matter what the occasion, Black Eyed Pea gift cards are always there, always great. Download the Black Eyed Pea app. Go to the website and select Pickup. You can place your order without having to call in. Everything about the place. I know you'll be, you'll love it as well. I'm a fan. I started going to the Pea way, way, way before we got to be spokespeople. So let them do the cooking for you and keep it in Colorado. Visit the Black Eyed Pea near you. I don't understand this, but I'll read it. Uh, Reagan was bored up in a small community, farming community. And actually, his father was a um, an itinerant shoe salesman, uh, Jack Reagan, and uh, alcoholic, and they moved a lot. He was a Christian by nature. Reagan, he wasn't a churchgoer. Reagan had a family that he had to support. No, he went to California. And I guess you call it theater. Ronald Reagan was a decent human being. Please don't think 
He was sinless because he was married several times. Actually, he's married twice. Never had any children. He claimed that's not true. The, his um, son, Ron Jr., and, the, and both of the girls. Um, so don't com- complain him. Don't. Never had any children that he claimed. No, it's, none of that's true. All right. We'll go to Dino. Dino, you're on a radio show, man. Good morning, and thank you. Hey, Professor Stud Boyles, how you doing? How you doing, pal? I'm actually good, man. Thank you. I'm still living out here in Hot Springs, Arkansas. I'll be up there the third week of January. We'll be up there and see what we're all Well, it's not not bad. It's, uh, well, kind of boring, but it's safe. One thing about their downtown here, even in Little Rock, you drive down the um, Central Avenue, but most of their downtown, zero tent cities. It's not allowed. No. Simple as that. There's a couple places they won't let it happen. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, I know it's, it's, uh, I've always watched the news up there. I watched a little bit of the news. He was on Fox News, that uh, mayor, Johnston, yesterday, yes. national. He made the same mistake a, a New Jersey congressman once said. They asked him a couple other questions. He goes, oh, I'm afraid that's above my pay grade. Yeah. That's all I need to hear about that guy. That's all you need to know. When he did those embassy suites on Hampton, yeah. incredible. Well, he is. But, when you thought you could not get worse than the last mayor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Proves you're right. wrong, yeah. No, you're right. Oh, well. Well, I hope you have a good. I uh, hope it's been a good. It'll be a good New Year, whatever. Now, with the, the thing with the entire Democrats, with anyway, I agree with you. I don't think Biden. I've always said it before. I would have lost the bet to you and Thorpe. I thought it was September twenty-one. He wouldn't make it, but he's. I've dealt with dementia people before. He's deteriorated. It's three-month intervals, so he hmm. keeps deteriorating each time. They could shoot him up all they want. He can't you know, the date naturally. Well, if you but if they get rid of him, no, no. If they get rid of him, I mean, Harris is out there in the wind. I don't know what's going to happen. Who they would try to get? I mean, Harris, obviously, Willie Brown's ex girlfriend can't do anything. Well, remember, there seems to be steps in this. Where, when the last president to pull up stakes was was Lyndon Johnson, and I was sure I followed that. And he, time, yeah, but there. he he passed the he passed the the, uh, the torch to to uh, Humphrey. To Humphrey. Um, yep. They have to get. They Kamala's unelectable on her own, so they have to. And one of, one of the, one of the things that I said, watch, watch. Harvard, because they just got rid of the president, just resigned at Harvard. And, and I mean, you know, this is all just Pete Boyles, but that would be a great place for her to land. She can now she's out of the blast. It's a prestigious moment. She runs Harvard. Great place to put Kamala. Then what would be next? Well, you got to get an underboss. And then what do you do from there? You get Sammy Dubul, right? You get Gravano. You get somebody. And I'm, I'm not making this up. And then no, I know. And then, I know. I've always felt. I think I always felt they're going to go with Newsom. For some reason, me too. I just think that they'll put out there. It'll be announced before even uh, the conventions in the summer. I think it'll be yeah, something. He in the has spring. to do. It. He has to do it. He, although my friends on the other side of the wall say the only Republican that Joe Biden cannot, that the only Republican that Joe Biden can beat is Donald Trump. Yeah, a lot of people say that. Whoever else they throw up against them would win. Yeah, DeSantis would beat him. I think uh, who's that? Uh, the South Carolinian. She'd beat him. Well, see, DeSantis, uh, DeSantis is a heel. I mean, that's and it's self-evident that he's a heel. Yeah. And so you know, you know, you don't. Yeah, yeah you know, he's, he, you know, he turn. I get creeped out a little bit by DeSantis. I, I don't know where there has to be. I'm, we were mentioning Reagan, and Reagan paid his dues. Maybe he was a two-term governor of California. He did all those things. He was, he was who he was, and uh, the best, the best, the best thing. Ha- the best thing happened in this country is when he survived his assassination attempt. You bet. Had he gone then, who knows what the '80s would have been like? Herbert Walker that Bush. Was, but oh God. But every but he, yeah. but once again, um, we have these moments, and I think the last really great moment was 
was was Reagan. Um, they they disengaged in the world. They pulled back. They the end of communism took place. He, John Paul, and Margaret Margaret Thatcher, and they brought down they they brought down the the, the empire, the the evil empire, as he called it. And what they weren't doing, the next next guys on the watch were not keeping their eyes on the Middle East, and that's that goes from there. That includes Bill Clinton, but. Well, yeah, trust me. You'll know it. It'll, it'll, it'll uh, play on the next three, four, five months. You'll see what happens. We don't, yeah. we don't still have Anyway, so we do something else. I heard Harms last week. Steve. Yeah. yeah, I hope he's doing okay. Didn't sound all that great, but I, I really age wise and all that. But I knew him for a lot of years. But uh, have you seen the Iron Claw yet? I did. When my son and I went and saw yeah. it on uh, I've not. New Year's but, uh, Day. Oh, it's that's good. Yeah, it's, it's so good. I know a guy who worked with Atkinson. Uh, he worked with. Uh, the Channel Eleven affiliate down in Dallas. Well, they you know, he told me, yeah. They, I read a piece the other day about that film, and they quote Steve in it because of his his work he did with uh, with, with the Von Erichsen. Actually, there's a moment in that film. I don't care who you are, you can't, you know, it'll it'll drop you. But uh, I thought it was it's Kevin's only one alive. Yeah, Kevin's only one that's alive. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, it's good. I mean, it's it's um, it's to be the guy who played Flair was horrible. The guy who played Ric Flair. That was awful. That's what the critics. Yeah, the, the critics uh, have all said that too. Yeah, but it was like, ah. Uh, but well, so I'm going up there Thursday. Uh, January, I may hook up with you. I'll see what, what's going on. But uh, remember, like I always said, you're still a combination between Barney Ross and Dan Gable. Bar- Happy New Year, pal. You too, Barney Andy. Ross. Thank you. How right, we go to Andy? Andy, you're on a radio show. Good morning. Thank you. It's Saturday. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. You know, I just wanted to chime in a little bit that, you know, this country is so sick that I can't believe that we're still going to try and repeat what hasn't worked for the last number of years with both these candidates. Okay. I was at, uh, I was up at a King Supers in Broomfield and we were kind of, my wife and I were joking around with the cashier. And next thing you know, this just this goofball fat um, security guy comes walking up and starts relaying a story about how somebody just walked out with, two KitchenAid mm-hmm. mixers that are like 400 bucks a piece. And I looked at him, I go, why do they pay you? Cause he's, he's armed. He's got a billy club on him. And he says, he ram, rambles off some goofball, you know, you know, um, I'm here to protect the store and sure. uh, the patrons. I go, that's just, it's just garbage. I mean, why are we putting up with this? And then the homeless camps and the illegals. And I, I, I don't, I haven't gone downtown shopping in, 10 years. And I know that the, the patrons down there have got to feel that because I'm not going to take my family down there with all the homeless and the nonsense, the crime um, that we keep, we keep um, electing these individuals. It, it just blows my mind. And then, you know, the conversation in my house, my house is kind of split ideology, uh, ideologically. Um, you know, we get in a lot of debates about, you know, these different candidates and, uh, you know, one of the things that keeps getting brought up is how the Christian right, and I'm a Christian, and I would consider myself to be conservative for sure, but I'm not a fan of Trump, that um, that the Christian right backs this guy like he is a messiah. It's, it, it blows my mind. Um, the, the, and I'm definitely somebody who, I, I, I get nauseated by the look of Biden. The guy is so weak, so frail, does not embody the American let, spirit. If, if I could, let me let me exchange for a second. Can he take a debate? Do you think that Andy? Because I don't believe he could. I don't. No, I think he's a puppet. I think I was at well, the gym the other day and I was kind of watching on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. I was watching his uh, little address to the his first campaign speech. They call it the Gettysburg. That guy. I, I guarantee they pumped that guy oh. full of some kind of narcotic, Agreed. so that he would not screw well, up. And they put it as they put the. 
teleprompter is big and it's clear, and they probably even had somebody ready to hit the eject button when he went off the rails. Does it make you? But if he didn't have that, he'd be yeah, done. But you know, we we have been through Woodrow Wilson. I tell people, you know, Woodrow Wilson had a stroke. Actually, had it in Pueblo. He's trying to sell the League of Nations to the country, and nobody wants it. And then for a time, his wife's name was Edith. And she was really, along with the infamous Colonel House, they were to a high degree of probability running the United States of America. Wilson survived, and they, uh, when they left the White House, they rented a place or bought a place in D.C., and that's where he died. But for a time period, uh, Woodrow Wilson was in. We talk about when Eisenhower had his heart attack and, um, and, and Nixon. There was a big thing about Nixon stepping up and running the country. I look at Joe Biden. And remember, I mean, I came back, and uh, I'm kind of an Eisenhower fan, and and certainly I'm not a Woodrow Wilson fan, but regardless, he had, they were running this country. They would take things in the other room and bring them back signed. Well, most historians believe, you know, Edith Wilson was signing things into law, uh, was was declarations signed by Woodrow Wilson, and it was Edith Wilson that was signing them. So... When I look at this guy, I'm sorry, I look at this guy and then I'll come back to you and give it to you, but he, there's no state dinners. When, when is the last time you saw him in a white tie greeting the, um, I don't know, the prince of go fill in the blank or the premier from, you know, go do this to yourself? None. They don't do it. They have no, they have no entertainment. There's nothing like when the Kennedys would have these wonderful, brilliant people play music. None of that. Because, because his handlers know he can't. that... The minute they give that to him, they have a huge mess to clean up when That's he right. falls down at I the agree. airport That's academy right. or he stumbles or says something completely um, unintelligible. Yeah. He, he's a clown. My my other question I wanted to ask you, and again, I, I kind of – I lean conservative, can't stand Trump, embarrassed by Biden. So I just put that out there. You know where I'm coming from. Definitely not a January 6th guy. If they take – I mean, do you, do you ever question or run this scenario through your head that if they take Trump off – that there aren't another hundred, couple hundred guys like January 6th thinking it's a civil war. Sure. Like, sure. D- does that cross your mind? Of course. I haven't, I haven't heard anybody talk about that because I think if you, and I, I don't, I'm not a guy that thinks that the election was stolen or any of that stuff. Um, but I definitely wonder are there guys going, it's over. We, our country's done. We're going to go at it. If we can't even vote for our candidate now, who we thought. I just I, I worry about that kind of stuff. Well, the the lie that was told and believed, and once you hit that point where the belief factor kicks in, but systematically, incrementally, the Jenna Ellis's and the Krakens and these other people, I'm really kind of waiting for Giuliani to roll. Um, and nobody disavowed. But if anybody understands, well, if you read the history of using RICO, when Giuliani RICO's the five families in New York, he really didn't know what he was doing. So the guy who actually wrote the RICO law was the dean of law school in Notre Dame. His name is DeBlakely. He came and showed him how to use RICO. Well, you know, if and Giuliani's been, been RICO'd in, uh, in Georgia. And it, my close personal friend, John Eastman, has been RICO'd. I don't know if Eastman will roll, but somebody's going to make a deal. If you read about RICO, the first guy in makes the best deal, Sammy Gravano, uh, who's ever first makes the best deal. The Kraken made a deal. Jen Ellis made a deal. And that's the stuff that I look at and say, what if they do roll? And if it, and it, I don't know if it'll make any difference, because a true believer, it won't matter. So I don't. I see. With that point, I think you go back to when Trump first started running, and all those guys 
took a step back from them. Oh, yeah. And they were like, oh, wait, it doesn't matter if we don't if we step away from them. That's political suicide. Yes, it is. So even if Giuliani and those other guys still do it, I don't think it matters. Well, that's what I'm saying. But if, if, but if it's so self-evident, uh, there's a story that dropped uh, yesterday morning about uh, Donald Trump being on the take. He's in the Oval Office and taking money from the sides and taking money from the PRC. And everybody can, oh, you know, never mind. So when he, when there are people that, that just isn't going to matter. They are still going to give their, their fidelity, if you would, to Donald Trump. And yeah, well, I don't know if that gets, get, gets him across the finish line, but it's sure, it's sure going to start it again. And, you know, there's, there's no, there's no evidence that Donald Trump had this thing stolen from him. And there's, I mean, this whole, and I've finished two books now on the, on the Fox trials against Dominion or Dominion suing Fox. If they had all this evidence that radio talk show hosts claim they have, or idiots like Lindell claim he has, well, why didn't the Murdochs bring those people into Delaware and put them on the stand and show a jury that this thing was stolen? The answer is because it wasn't. And it's self-evident. So they paid all of that money. More people are going to pay money before this is over. But it has to come to some has to come to some sort of a conclusion. Everything in life has a beginning, a middle, and an end, including me and you. I don't have an answer. Well, get your popcorn. It's going to be an ugly. Well, yeah, I and I, I it's going to this this next. And somebody, I'm not going to be surprised by anything, Pete. No, seriously, because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if um, Biden's going to finally say I can't do this, yeah. or or he's going to just drop dead. And there's no way the Democratic Party is going to allow Kamala because she's a clown. And with, because when she was running against Biden, she had one percent of their support, and none of the conservatives can like her. No. There's no way they can work that. I really so expect what's going to happen. I really ex- remember Lyndon Johnson. I don't think drops out until was it at, was it in March? I think when when he when he said, "I'm not going to seek reelection," and that wide opened the door for Richard Nixon. I'm reading this Nixon book now, and it wide opened that door, and and all, all of these things have happened before. And that's the beauty of reading the past is you've, you'll see it. You'll see it again. Um, and I think we're witnessing some bad times straight ahead of us. You take care of yourself. Thank yeah. you, man. Good call. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Danny Kaplis, get a chance to say hi. Dan, believed to be the only lawyer in Colorado history to win five straight multimillion dollar jury verdicts in motor vehicle crash cases. Dan and his partners have won the largest truck crash case jury verdicts in the history of the state. The firm's history of seven- and eight-figure settlements and verdicts speak for themselves. They're a firm where good people from all walks of life without regard to ability to pay get the level of legal representation that the rich and powerful enjoy. Kaplis and Danny, he's, I've now told these stories about Danny and my family went through some stuff and on the phone at night calling everybody. Talk is cheap, experience counts, and results matter. The firm would be happy to share with you its track record of outstanding jury verdicts and out-of-court settlements. Danny believes that who you hire says so much about you and everybody involved. They suggest you choose a law firm that shares your values. The firm believes its core values have been the foundation of historic success, faith, integrity, hard work, and dedication to the right causes. He's my friend. If you need Dan's help, call him at 303-770-5551, 303-770-5551, or hit 
Kaplis Law, C-A-P-L-I-S, Dan Kaplis, C-A-P-L-I-S Law, dot com. Good morning, everybody. Saturday morning, I'm Peter Boyle, 710 KNUS Denver's talk station. 41 will be the high tomorrow, 38, 33 on Monday. Go to the phones. We go to Jacob on line three. Jacob, you waited. Good morning. You're on the show. Peter, how are you? Thank you. I'm well, man. Thank you. I just, yeah, wanted to say I appreciate you. I appreciate your perspective. You seem, uh, you're so <laughs> informed and reasonable, and I don't see why you get all these haters um, yeah. coming in. And, you that's, know, that's, I just, I don't get it. It's part of it. That's, you know. I've, you handle it so well. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't, I don't really want to talk about the Trump thing. I wanted to um, ask you about the Israel-Palestine stuff. Okay. I really, I think you're, what you're offering is lacking, you know, no, sorry, you're not lacking, but what's you're offering is uh, much needed. It's lacking in the mainstream, blah, blah, blah. So overall books on the matter, what would you recommend? Cool. Uh, you know, I would I, I, truly to, to do it right. I'd begin with Lawrence, uh, seven pillars. I'd read with Lawrence in Arabia. I'd read Lawrence okay. in Arabia. I'd read, um, you know, everything that had to do with the foreign policy of Britain and the exchequer and buying and reading about the Ottomans. And you remember that area of the world, I was having this conversation, always seemed to be run by an outside empire, Mm -hmm. Uh, whether it was Greeks or Romans, um, Ottomans, the British. another, Another empire ran what we call the, even I've said this many times we still speak in in British imperial terms the Near East right. the Far East and the Middle East those are the terms of empire um, and I, I you know read and, and don't you know don't be affected by what other people say but read what historians say or what they say about themselves right and and, and it's it's fascinating I I'm drawn to that more and more all the time. Yeah, you inspired me to go back to 1917 and oh yeah, look Bal- at it in that kind of hundred year sure. span. Yeah, what Balfour yeah. did. Sure, Balfour, the the Balfour Declaration is the right to return. That was that was that was for money. That was a, that was for pay. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord, you know the Rothschilds paid for the right to return. Herzl was a very good friend of Lord Rothschild's, and they had been, the thing is, they had just been witnessing everything that was taking place in Europe. The Dreyfus trials had taken place, pogroms had taken place. I mean, they, they needed that out card. And it's, it's, right. it's, it's a difficult history to understand, but I, this book I'm reading on uh, the trials after the Second World War and we are we everybody reads about Nuremberg, but what took place in Tokyo, and and the, and the Japanese explaining why they did what they did, and they, you know they they're watching the imperialists grab up all over the world, and when they invade China, why are they any different than the French in Indochina or the Dutch, or for that matter the Americans or for that matter the British, who are grabbing up the world, the British are in India, the British are in Pakistan, and the Japanese said we're being curtailed for what we're doing in China. Are, are we not? Why aren't we? And you know, and it ra- raises its ugly head again. But it's interesting to read their positions. And yeah, I think there's. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. You say. Go ahead. 
no, there's so much, I think, division that goes on in the micro. You know, there's all this bickering about what just happened and this, that, and the other. Yeah. But let's zoom out, you know. It's, that would, uh, it's just sad. It's sad that not enough people were willing to do that or the, want to do that or choose to, to fight instead of understand, you know. But the best example, I, I, Brooks Van Everen was this really, this historian who was influenced my reading and influenced my life. And he always said, Dealey Plaza, November 1963, how many people live watch John Kennedy murdered? And everybody disagrees. Yeah. How many How many people were in Dealey Plaza looking out the windows or standing there, and they watched John Kennedy murdered, assassinated, hit, whatever you want to call it, and they everybody disagrees on what happened? Yeah. We can't win. You know, you know yeah. that. <laughs> Remember, did you, ever, did you ever see The Wiz? It was the... Uh, african-american version of the wizard of oz and there's a no uh, well it's it's wonderful it's so well done but there's a moment in the movie where michael jackson actually plays the scarecrow and he sings <laughs> he sings a song called you can't win you can't get even and you can't get out of the game and i think of that song a lot lately you can't well, I mean, why are we in the middle east again have they learned nothing and you can't, and and I really think it's the war machine back at it again. And you can't win, and you can't break even, and you can't get out of the game. And it's yeah, and like yeah, yeah. The most recent one, you know, part of it, October seven was in part of a suicide mission. And sure, it's, it was it's, uh, it was a Tet offensive. Yeah, they just came. Yeah, and uh, and and there's no win. There's no there's there's no win in what's taking place. And they can't they can't break even, and they can't get out of the game. And whatever Biden yeah. is doing is, they're going to walk into something, and it'll be welcomed. Take care of yourself. Yeah, we're going to Lebanon soon. Take care. You're going to Lebanon? No, no, they'll be. Oh, yeah, oh, there's wars north, in yeah. Lebanon now. Sure, it's there now. Yeah, yeah. And no, you watch, and I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. Thank you. All right, everybody. Um, we coming up on time. What do we got, Lou? We got a couple of minutes. All right, let's go do this. We go, Kirk. Kirk, you're on the radio show. You're under two minutes, and thank you, Peter. Huge, like I can't even believe I'm talking to you. <laughs> like I've listened to you forever. Love you to death. Uh, has anybody said they thought the uh, Trump? What you've been playing is comical. Yeah, like, I mean, it makes me laugh. It's, I said this, I wrote this down, it's a Rorschach test. Yeah. Huh. I'm a big Trump guy. Not only Trump, like, I'm a not only Trumper, but every time you play it, it makes me laugh. Huh. And it's... It's not, uh, it's par for the course, kind of, right? Sure. I mean, it's, it's what I said, it's a Rorschach test. People laughed at it, people hated it, and made people cringe, made other people say it's right. Um, and I think it's a real interesting view of a cross-section of how people see Donald Trump. It had nothing to do with what was being said, but rather what it had to do was like what you just said. I mean, it, and of course it's funny. I mean, I could see where it's very funny. Yeah. It's, uh, to me, it's comical, and I wake up this morning, and I listen to Jimmy, then it 
turn this into your show and yeah. I'm kind of like all right we got okay. go. I just hit the button man thank you everybody thank you for listening and um, Lou Gonzalez man you pulled this one together Jimmy thanks for staying Dick Adams you made them all mad it's a Saturday morning everybody take care of yourselves I'll see you next week same bad channel thank you three-star general Michael J. Flynn head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary Flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal Flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 